0: Hey everybody, it's Leah Duhon Hello. here with Coach Richard Diaz, hey Richard, hey. and today we are going to go over Richard's recent clinic that he just did, and kind of go over what those clinics are like, and I've, I've been to them before, so I'll try to chime in, and yeah, we just kind of wanted to talk about the, the whole Richard Diaz clinic experience.
1: Yeah, you know what, I should have called it the OCR running experience. The clinic okay. sounds like you're going to go in there to get a COVID shot, right? Kind of there's, nothing the, there's nothing about the the term clinic that that is appealing, right? It just sounds like no, I it sounds no, clinical go to, to clinic. me,
0: it's scientific.
1: Yeah, I'm going it's to the like clinic. Scientific. You know. Now, giving a clinic <laughs> clearly it has merit, but just the the whole vibe. It's like if I said to you, "Hey Leah, let's go do this race." You'd be like, "All right, yeah, cool, let's go do the race because you go. know. You know. You know what to expect. You know that it's going to be you know, you know that it's going to be uh, all about fun and running in the mud and whatever it might be. And so you, you already have a really good concept of, of what you're going to do. Don't have to get crazy to get you to buy it. Matter of fact, you buy a season pass. You're going to go to all the races, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's been a long time. I mean, it's not like we're just starting out and trying to figure this out. We've been doing this for a really long time. And, you know, before we did this show, or started this show, I should say, I was thinking about the experience that I've gained from having done so many of these things. And uh, I've done them, as you know, all over the country. So just finished up in Florida. We're going to talk about that. We're in uh, Jacksonville. Never been there before. And uh, Wait, you've never
0: been to Jacksonville, or you've never done a clinic in Jacksonville?
1: Neither. Neither. Really? Uh, well, I mean, I just never had any good call to go to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. <laughs> I, I've been to Miami. I've been to Tampa. I've been to Orlando. I've been to Fort Lauderdale. I've been to a, a lot of places in Florida, just not Jacksonville. So, so anyway, it was interesting. It was interesting. So we left, by the way, we left here in Tennessee. Uh, we left early in the morning. And uh, first of all, our flight was canceled. And our hmm. flight was like going to be like at 9, and it was a direct flight, uh, which would have been like an hour to get there. And uh, got canceled, so they gave us a milk run. So we had to stop in Georgia, Atlanta, and then go, which we don't love. But that was like earlier, so that was going to be like two hours earlier departure, which turned out to be a blessing because if we would have gone for 9 o'clock, not only would it have been canceled, but all the flights out of Nashville were canceled because of the snowstorm
0: oh shoot
1: yeah and so uh, the weather was really bad here and then we got to Jacksonville and it was pretty pleasant it was I mean I, I'm not going to say it was warm it was probably 40-50 but it was you know given where we came from it was pretty pleasant yes but so anyway um, the whole idea of this this clinic and again I, I say that apologetically once again because I just don't I should have changed maybe I should just go ahead and change it right
0: I like it though because it's it's testing it's it's not just like oh we're gonna go run around for three well, days it's, it's we're but gonna just, go do an analysis
1: first of all let's be honest with each other it's a lot of fun you know i mean it's
0: super fun <laughs> yeah
1: it's super fun and so a lot of people think oh man, i ain't gonna do a clinic that's that's you know what's that gonna be like you know it's a lot of fun and now there is there's a tremendous amount of information that's disseminated during these clinics and uh, even though I do say so myself, and I'm the disseminator of this information for the most part, it's, it's, been, it's been great and I, I'm learning. So um, a couple things that I wanna talk about before I get into the speci- specifics of that event. And th- again, this just occurred to me given that I've been all over the country doing this. And here's where I'm going with this, is that the, the bulk of the people that attend these clinics come because they've been hurting themselves right? Uh, You know, I'd say that 20% of the people that show up are there because they think I'm going to make them faster and they're going to perform better. But a lot of them are just really, really tired of running like crap and hurting themselves when they try to do more and more work. And they, they identify that clearly something is not going well. Something needs to be corrected. All right. And they've identified through you know, word of mouth conversations with other people that if they come to this clinic, then I'm going to help them. And so that's been a big, big part of what we do. Now, the testing is also very, very important. I don't even say cool. I'm going to say important because the other thing that I identify with is that a lot of people have zero idea how they should feed themselves. And before anybody gets lost here with me, let me just be clear. I don't think I know anybody that doesn't really know how they should elect to eat, meaning that they know that fast food's not the not the thing to do. They know <laughs> that fried foods and you know just basically, you know, um, that type of crap is just not the way you want to feed yourself if you want to be healthy. So people will say to me, "Oh, I eat healthy, right?" I haven't met anybody yet that doesn't at least know what healthy eating looks like. But having said that, very few people know how much food they should actually consume. And that's a really important component of this whole process. And then we could break it down to the substrates. You know, what the percentage of fat versus sugar and carbs, or I mean, fat, carbs, and protein you should consume. Um, And then when in the day you should get it. Because the other thing is nutrient timing. When should I eat these things and how should they be concocted? So we're not, we're not writing meal plans for people. We're not going to say, okay, so you got to have the potato and your, you know, your broccoli and the, you know, the, the uh, broiled the steak, <laughs> the broiled oh. chicken. You know, they're, they're thinking that's healthy. And, you know, to some degree, yes, it is. But at the end of the day, what Sounds I'm healthy to me. Just make sure that you get the ample amount of these substrates, nutrients in your body. And here's the timing it should be done. And here's how many calories you need to consume based on a clinical evaluation of your metabolism. Better than that, there's two metabolic evaluations. One at rest, and then one when you're active. So we can tell you, okay, if you don't do a thing, you lie on the ground, lie in your bed, whatever you're doing, for 24 hours, this is how many calories you need. And then, um, after getting that information, we'll take you and do a VO2 test. And that scares people already. They're thinking, oh, I've heard of those things. Those are really, you know. But no, it tells us all along the way relative to the intensity you approach how many calories you should be consuming. So you'll find out, wow, I need 2,000 calories a day, hypothetically. And I burn 1,000 calories an hour when I'm, re- when I'm training, when I'm running, whatever. And so now you need 3,000 calories, right? And so, so many people, not just the women, you'd think the women are the, the culprits, but the guys too, they find out that they're probably shy as much as 1,000 calories a day. I've seen this with some of the, you know, especially bigger athletes, um, guys that are muscular and rolling around that 200-pound range, uh, but they're lean, right? They, you can see their abs, they look pretty good. But they don't even realize that their body is not doing as well as it could had they fed themselves better. So that bit of information is critical. And then add, add to it um, the heart rate information. What intensities you should approach. I know a guy who wrote a book. And uh, so, but anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna I go through and I do a clinical evaluation of their metabolism, find their threshold where that metabolic turn point is, when your body's going hard hard into the carbohydrate, when you're producing a lot of lactate, what intensities are appropriate for you when you're training. And we share all that information after we've done this evaluation. And then we do a video analysis of the way they actually move. Find the corruptions in the way they're moving. And then from that, go into correcting those problems. I could tell you, I was in Florida, you know this. Uh, so, let me share with you. I had a girl that flew in from Virginia. Nice girl. Rachel, hello, if you're watching this. Hi, Rachel. So, Rachel had done um, an ultra beast uh, a few months ago, and just, she tore her uh, her uh, tibial tendon. Okay. She tore something in her you. lower limb. Okay. She's... First, they thought it was a stress fracture. Then they said, no, you've actually torn something. You know, we're going to maybe have to have surgery. She came to the clinic anyway in a boot, right? Because she said, you know what? What I really need to know is how not to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. This is stupid. I'm making mistakes and I need to figure it out. She showed up. She had a great time. She sat there and learned and listened. She did the resting test because that was no problem for her. Couldn't do the VO2. Couldn't run. Couldn't run at all. And she was she was there through all of it and was paying attention very carefully. Walked <laughs> away with it going, so glad I came. So glad I came. And didn't even get a chance to participate. So um, it's a solution building circumstance. You know, you got a couple days, camaraderie, you're training with some people. Now, p- mind you, then we go out and get a little crazy. We go out and play. We go out and find some place to throw down. And you know, back in the day, it's already back in the day. It was in it was this last year, October. I think we did an event in, in uh, California. But where you know, and I'm, I'm like in Florida, it's flat as a pancake, right? But we found we went out in the jungle anyhow, right? We went out in the jungle, which is flat as a pancake. And I remember walking out there. I'm like doing a site survey with this fellow, and uh, he's kind of taking me out and showing me where we're going and whatever. He's going, yeah, well, you know, the good news is that, you know, during the winter months, the reptiles are hibernating. So, we won't see any alligators or snakes. I'm going to pick the perfect time to come here.
0: Right? Ooh. Yeah.
1: So, anyway, we, we, uh, we had a lot of fun. And um, I, I don't know if I will, maybe I will, uh, actually post some of the video because it was, it was pretty crazy. We had some contests. It was kind of fun. But everybody had a lot of fun, um, and uh, everybody learned a lot. Oh, by the way, so the other thing that I do, that is not often spoke of, but greatly appreciated, is I go through and sh- show them how to contend with these injuries when they're when they're going on, like how to floss, how to blade, how to cup, how to tape, what approaches you might. Uh, take on when you need to do these things and you know I'm sure you know these approaches are highly effective and there are things you can do for yourself without you having to go to some physical therapist or somebody to treat you and
0: and one thing I like about them too is like yeah cause I mean even using different massage tools whatever a lot of times you can't do it to yourself you have to have like your partner or whatever help you out with it but that's the thing i like about like flossing yeah you can literally do it to your own limb cupping i mean unless it's like on your back it might be difficult but like i mean you can do it 90 percent of your body so and even the blading you can kind of do i guess not like you, your back well it but. depends
1: again of course it's very uh, region specific there's part of your body yeah. that you can't get to by yourself but you know what? It's it's time to teach that that significant other to game up and take care of you when you're in trouble, right? And so um, I my wife knows how to do all of these things. And if if I'm like can't quite reach it, you know, she can. And sometimes it's like I just can't quite get it, you know, she she can. So and it's kind of like
0: a side note, but that blading was so weird because like it's how could you describe that to someone who's never heard of blading before?
1: Well, I, like the more common term is not blading sounds like we're going to cut somebody. Right. So it's, it's, it's shoop, scraping. Shoop, shoop. Scraping. There scraping you go. is, is age old. It's ancient. The technique is 2000 yeah. years old. It's they've, they've been doing mm-hmm. this in, in Asia for, for way long. And they also do combing, which is a whole nother thing. I, I have processed. We could do hmm. that, but um it it's very effective because what it's doing is it's helping you to move inflammation out of an area it's helping you to essentially rearrange fascia that is disturbed i call it disturbed you know we're not like trying to move scar tissue and none of those other hocus pocus things that people talk about uh, but it's really yeah. effective well, go ahead
0: yeah i was just shocked at how um because mm-hmm. I, I feel like i've seen the old videos too like the the, the old Asian people practicing it and stuff. And it looked really painful. It looked like they were pushing really hard. But then in reality, you were barely touching the muscles. It almost felt like, like it literally was almost like a scraping. It wasn't a pushing it in, massaging with this like rock. It was almost just like lightly scraping over the, the muscles. The fascia right there is, it was, it, was, it was weird. I, that was one that really surprised me. I think at the clinic was the, the scraping.
1: So I'm going to try to put this up. I don't know if it's going to work, but check this out so this is cupping and, and you know this is again working on an area that is not easy to access yeah and what was interesting is he had been to a massage therapist that had used the glass cups and with the glass yeah. cups uh, I, I was actually tracing some of the areas that they were going over and this guy's actually <laughs> uh, a trainer and he owns his own facility and he was very curious to know what the difference was. And one, one of the, the ma- major differences between this technique and what's done generally in this Asian mentality where they put the moxa and they heat it up, whatever, um, is they're trying to bring bad blood out. Okay. I hope you don't have bad blood. You might have bad blood with somebody in your family, but it's <laughs> not the blood that's inside you that's bad blood inside you is good it's you need blood and there's no bad blood okay um, they're not
0: actually taking it out right like you're not bleeding when you do that are you
1: well i've seen where the they, glass cupping? actually caused that but the, but the the, the real um, the petechia that bruising effect that they end up with often yeah because that's a desired outcome in those techniques and i've been trained yeah. in this i've been educated by people that know better and i was very very curious to know why that would be something you would want to do and me knowing, you know, I have a pretty good sense of physiology. I'm thinking, I don't think I have any bad blood in me. And if I do, we got to worry, put that cup on my liver or my kidneys or something, <laughs> you know. Uh, but um, um, that's not necessary. And so the, the difference between what we do and what I teach them to do is you can mobilize under the cup. So what you didn't see in the case of that, that one image. Was I had him going through a range of motion while the cups were there, which helps to uh, encourage the fascia to move and actually move some of the the inflammation or whatever is bothering him under that region uh, to to slide to move, and it enhances. You put muscle. people in the treadmill
0: sometimes, don't you? Uh, you put people in the treadmill absolutely. with them
1: even. I mean, I posted some of those yeah. uh, those videos this morning on Instagram. I just saw that, yeah. And and, uh, can I tell you something, and I've said this a million times, and and I I still hold it to be true, is I'm an evidence-based guy, right? You can show me something doesn't mean that I'm going to buy into it just because you had a good sales pitch, right? I need to see it work, and not just because it works for me. You know, working just for me does not mean anything. But my game is I go around the country and I work with all these different people, and I try these things on them. You know, they asked me you know, upon request, I would treat them and see the result or not. And I found tremendous result from the cupping. And people like got on their phone and was immediately trying to buy these cups because they, they just, whoa, that was so cool. You know, I, I feel 150% better. So again, you know, not to go into a full tirade about this, but the, that little bit of information that they gathered. I've had people tell me, you know what? This part of it right now, was already worth what i paid to be here and they'd say that about every different thing that they did look at the owl
0: well and i don't think what people realize and it's a cool owl you got back there <laughs> It's this pet owl in tennessee um, what i don't think people realize is that you've gone and been certified in all of these different things so you've worked with the is it are they called rock sauce is that like their business name
1: well no rock, rock tape is the company name rock tape um, but they're okay. not—they're not really a taping company. It's like they started out that yeah. way. But uh, the the owner at the time that I was initially involved with them had the foresight to really build on education, and he hired some very very talented people to develop um, this brain trust of of physicians and uh, therapists that really went to work and you know basically had all the money they needed to, to really dig in and learn and make sure that the treatments and circumstances that they're going to support were going to be solid. We're going to, and, and you know, re- realize that this old man, I've been to a lot of different certifications and trainings and stuff over the years, and I was so impressed with the level of intellect that I was running into. I mean, not just on the particular topic, but these guys were smart. They were, I mean, impressively smart. And I'm like, wow. And so I've done, like you said, I've done all the certifications and there's several. And I've done- Because they had
0: them for all those, right? They had them for the the blading, the taping, the flossing, the cupping.
1: They have have a a beginner and advanced course on movement. Just how to um, identify issues with the way people move and what the corrective processes might be. And then the treatments are obviously are another akin to this whole process. But I've done those. I've done the advanced courses. I've done the advanced courses on, on blading, uh, rock blade they call it. But I've done I've done um, the cupping. I've done the, the flossing. I've done the taping. And I've, do, I've had this relationship with these people for over a decade, doing things and being involved and learning from them. And, and aside from that, just, again, it's just applying my own shtick like looking at, okay, well, I know that this does this, and if I apply this to it, those things together, combine, end up in a better place. By the way, that video you saw with the running on the treadmill with the cups on the back of the calf that's not theirs, that's mine. As a matter of fact, early on when they were writing their training uh, manual, they mm-hmm. reached out to me and asked me to to provide a couple of techniques of my own to their training manual. So somewhere out there in the world, there's about two or three different uh, techniques that i provided uh, in their training manual. So uh, well, anyway, that's not about me banging my <laughs> I'm just the, the long and the short of it is this. I've been doing <clears throat> these clinics for about 10 years now. And I've done them um, all over the country. Florida, you know, I tried to go to Florida twice based on request. And one thing or another came together or didn't come together and we didn't go. Uh, and then this one just... Boom, snapped into place, went and did it. it was great, uh, great people. They want me to come back. And then there was another fellow there in the clinic that has a place down in the uh, Sarasota area. We're going to Sarasota. We haven't lined it out yet, but it sounds like that's going to happen. Going to go back to Maryland. I've been to Maryland. I've been in New Jersey. I've been to Philadelphia. I've been to Chicago. I've been to Vermont. I've been to Kansas City. I've been to um, um, Texas four times, Atlanta. Uh, excuse me, uh, I've been to Atlanta, <laughs> uh, you know, I've been a lot of places, i uh, been to Louisiana, all over the country, and so they're like-minded people that I'm interacting with. So these are people that are more, most of them, like 99% of them, are obstacle course racing athletes, and guess what I've learned? They jack themselves up. They jack themselves up, and the, they come, they learn, they go home, Things improve. They tell their friends. Their friends reach out to me. Will you come? Will you come? Will you come? And I was like, uh, I think it was like about three years ago, I said, you know what? I'm done traveling. I just don't want to travel anymore. It's just it's just too hard. And uh, so we did all those clinics in California, the ones that you've attended. And you mm-hmm. know, we, I don't know how many we did there at, at this point in time. It's, there's been a bunch of them. Uh, and it was cool. It was The circumstances were prime. You know, the secret lab, the, the gulch of the gods, the beach, the sand dunes, the mountains. It was really cool. I'm going to have to come back and do them there again. Some sometime or other. Instead of being a resident there, I'm, I'm just going to go out there and, and just like I'm going to go to Maryland or wherever. But um, I have a couple other things working. I've got something working here in Tennessee that I'm very excited about but I can't talk about yet. Um, And uh, so that's what it's all about. So just to put a cap on it for the most part, um, anybody that's interested in learning more about these clinics needs to visit my website. There is the website address right there. And if you are seeing this on YouTube, obviously you would be, if you're seeing this on YouTube, I think it would be really cool if you subscribe. And you know, support this whole business that I'm into, so I can continue to help you. And you know, Leah's expensive. You know, prin- Very expensive. princess Leah, princess Leah, princes aren't cheap. You know, takes a little bit of something, something to keep them, keep them happy. Keep
0: them coming back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Leah, any thoughts? Uh, anything that I didn't talk about here, where this is concerned?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I first got involved with you by going to one of your clinics. My husband and I, like, we, we'd heard about him. We had talked to multiple people who'd gone to him. I had never met you. I had only heard of you because I knew you were Hunter's coach and BJ's coach. And you'd worked with a bunch of top athletes. So I knew I always really wanted to try it. And <clears throat> so I finally signed up and just did it. I mean, my husband both came down and uh, to your L.A. setup and did it. And it, um, my husband was injured, so he couldn't even run all that much but both of us got a ton out of it i mean i i didn't expect there to be so much uh, like the the nutrition side i guess like i was more th- i was more there because i wanted to learn how to run better i wanted to work my run form i didn't struggle with a ton of injuries but it just felt running felt insanely hard for me and like just awkward and it never never flowed you know so i just really wanted to work on that and then just getting like the in-depth analysis in to heart rate. I like I never thought of heart rate, how you did it, where you focus more on the, the threshold and work out. It was always like, oh, well, here's your max heart rate, okay, and then just kind of calculate everything from that. Um, so oh, well, if your max heart rate's 180, then oh, you should be around here for the other stuff. And that's not how Richard does it. He works on it fine. He does the whole analysis gets all the numbers all the way up finding your your threshold <clears throat> heart rate, and kind of where you switch from your aerobic fat burning to your sugar burning anaerobic as well as your lactate threshold as well as your like peak heart rates kind of stuff he he finds all that stuff and then works out how you should be training off of all that information so it's way more in depth than i realized and i expected Uh, but i mean it was just all gold and then uh the actual like i think one of the big things about going out and having all the fun going to the gulch going to the sand dunes all that yeah it was a blast and yeah we did all these competitions and stuff and it was super fun but also the whole time you're getting real life like feedback so it's one thing when you're on a treadmill and you're running and richard's like oh well you need to fix this you need to fix this okay here's the video let's watch back most of us aren't running on treadmills all the time to train so it can a lot of times we get get away from something like that then you go run on the dirt and it's all gone and you have no idea what you're doing again so i think it was cool that we went and actually worked on flats with little rocks hills with sand all these different areas that we could actually test out what we'd been learning the whole time with tons of other people around us richard there helping us like get feedback on what we're doing as well as learning different like actual training strategies so when we went out and did the outdoor stuff richard went into like oh well if you struggle with downhill running this is types of drills and workouts we can do or you can do to help improve your downhill running or uphill running or sand, whatever you're kind of dealing with. So that was something I thought was really cool. Like, yeah, it was a blast and super fun, but it was also just another extension of all the analytics and the clinical side of it and making you a better athlete, especially for like OCR and running. So
1: cool. yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and you know, um, the other thing that's cool, and it's cool for me, you know, Get up by everybody else. It's cool for me. Is that then. every time that I do one of these, I learn something. I learn something. And then I I learn from what I'm what I'm gathering. So I'm collecting data, right? You know, I you know, I've tested thousands of people and I've said it too many times, and I'm it's almost starting to sound cliche when I say it because you know people, are, oh yeah, sure. You know, it's like the commercial on TV where the guy wants to give you a LASIK surgery and he says, I did 75 million LASIK surgeries. You guys, are twenty-five years old, right? It's like, yeah, sure. You've been busy. <laughs> I am not twenty-five years old, but I am. <laughs> uh, uh, but the idea is, uh, I, I I gather something. As a matter of fact, that was the, the 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 underlying directive of a couple of programs I wrote, and of the book I wrote recently, "Training the Dark Side," which it's basically me gathering all this information and. You know, it's empirical data. It's, it's information that is really difficult to refute. And you know what's interesting about the, the scientific community where it comes to sport is there's not really that many people out there that do the kind of things that I do and take that information and put it to work. So you'll find a geek that does testing in a lab somewhere, and his entire existence, might, might he might run into – you know, I'm just going to throw a number out. He might do 100 tests in his life, right? And they may come from all walks of life for different reasons to do this test. Um, But having, I don't even know at this point, how many OCR athletes that I've tested. And and I used to test triathletes. I used to test runners. I used to test, I've tested everything. I've tested, I was thinking about, um, I've tested uh, paraplegic athletes, I've tested Mm -hmm. professional uh, hockey players. I've tested um, world champion boxers. I've tested a whole lot of different kinds of people. And there's some similarities in the results you get from different ilks of people. But I found some interesting things come from OCR athletes because of the way they train. That's very unique compared to other people I've tested. And I assure you, there is no one I'm going to go right on a limb and assume there's no one in the world that has tested as many OCR athletes as I have. I, I'm safe to say that. there's, And I, can I tell you something? In five years, ten years, there probably still won't be anybody that's done as much of it as I have. Um, so it's been a unique experience for me to, to learn from the people I meet. And, you know, you get people that are just surprisingly powerful, surprisingly strong, surprisingly capable, and then you get people that aren't and all points in between. And so how they react to the work you provide them, how they react when it comes to their heart rate, responses and training, it all is is an education onto itself. So what I try to do is I take what I've learned and I bring it to the next clinic and I bring it to the next clinic. So it's not like, well, you know, I did that clinic five years ago, I'm not doing that. You know, if I just, you put me in a box or, you know, what Michael Jackson was in that hyperbaric chamber, and just leave me in there for five years, <laughs> you're gonna get what I gave you five years ago. But that ain't the way it works, you know. I'm still out there banging on it, and I'm learning every stinking day. And to, can I tell you something today? Believe it or not, exercising in my little gym here that you know the, the apartment complex has got a gym, while I'm in limbo looking for a home. And uh, I was watching a guy on a treadmill, and you know it was painful to watch, but I've seen it before. You know, it's like okay. I'm not gonna go over there and say anything to this guy. I'm just gonna let him do what he does, but I'm watching him, right? And so I'm, I'm back there working on this bike, you know, and I'm looking, at his, I'm looking at his pace and I'm looking at the way he runs. And I'm watching him for like a half an hour, right? And I'm watching, you know, he's like at uh, six miles per hour, heel striking, wearing hokas, just going to work, you know? And then after about 10 minutes, he's gotta bring the speed down a little bit, you know? And his form is starting to get worse and worse and worse. But that isn't even where I'm going. I learned something that I can teach on the treadmill that I never, ever, ever have taught before. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to see it what? When, when it unfolds. Yeah, You're going to have to see it when it comes out. But I I, I, learned, I learned a trick that will help me to help people that is dramatically unique and it's powerful. And I, I'm telling you, I'm nice. not even going to... I'm not even going to show it to you until the first time I unloaded on somebody at a clinic. And so there's going to be people in the crowd. You know, by the way, I've had people uh, that have attended multiple clinics, six, seven over the years. You know, and, you know, Josh, who is somebody I've been coaching for a couple of years now, lives in New Hampshire. He flies to California. I think he's been out to see me six clinics you know it's like if if i was still living in california and i'm doing a clinic in another couple of months he's coming he he doesn't miss any of them and he will tell you that every time he comes he learns something different and it's been a powerful mm-hmm. education for him and and other people will chime in and say the same thing so anyhow that was uh, the focus of this conversation today we're not going to beat this drum anymore i you know it sounds kind of self-serving but, you know, I we're getting into the 2022 and there's people going to be racing again. And they're thinking about, okay, ah, oh, race, race, race. Maybe they're not thinking about the things they should be doing so they don't run into the same type of problems they ran into last season. You know, hurt myself doing this. Had to take three weeks off. There's nothing that sucks worse than, you know, pushing yourself, hurting yourself, losing four or five weeks of training, and then just having to either you know, bow out of a race or go into the next race with trepidation because you're scared you're going to hurt yourself again. And I know people that yeah. that's their life. That's the way they live through their 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 whole season. Just injury to injury, you know, just really wanting to get out there, really enjoy the work, but they always hurt themselves. And, you know, I if I can if I can take care of that for somebody, my life is fulfilled. fulfilled.
0: Yeah, the way I kind of think about it is like if you're training to just because you love going out and working hard for an hour or two, I, but if you're training because you want to perform your best at a race, then these clinics are gonna be gold for you because you're going to be able to train less, your training's going to be more efficient, you're gonna be able to get a lot more out of it so that you can be more prepared for race day. So if you're tired of not getting as much out of your training, I think that is a huge reason to go try out a clinic like this because you're going to, get, you're going to save so much time and effort and energy long term because your hour training session or half hour training session is going to just be just better. crazy much more beneficial
1: better that's Build what i was back, looking better.
0: for Feel <laughs> <Build> back better <laughs>
1: gosh i can't believe we even said that All don't right, give
0: so me don't give me started.
1: let's say goodbye
0: <laughs> goodbye Peace, stay,
1: safe.
0: stay safe stay safe